This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Today, we're going to talk about pushing through adversity, right? And and really getting things to the other side, right? And every single leader that's on this call or people that have been in this business for at least two years now, all of them had a time where like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, right? And somehow they did, right? And that's what we want to talk about today because I know everyone is going to go through that. If you haven't gone through that, you know, you probably will. And we need to talk about that, right? You need to have a plan when the you-know-what hits the fan, right? And this is something that they, they do in the special forces. You know, we kind of like to say we're, we're the special forces here or whatever, but they will go through and they will make all kinds of plans for a mission and things going wrong, you know, and I've given that example before with when they went to go, um, sorry, ambulance is going by here. Um, Hopefully that guy had a plan. Hopefully that guy had life insurance. (laughs) Um, But they, they went, they go through and they make all these contingency plans for things. And when they went to uh, go kill bin Laden, right. They were making all these different plans and they were planning for months and months and months ahead and running these things over and over again. And when they actually went there to do that mission, they went in there with two helicopters. They're going to land those two helicopters in the courtyard of where bin Laden was because there was like a a wall around his little complex there. One of the choppers goes down and that chopper is done, right? It's like, okay, (laughs) we got a plan for this, right? So you got to have a plan for that here too. One that you know what hits your fan, uh, hits the fan, you know. Uh, one of my favorite sports psychologists out there, Todd Herman, talks about when he's he's dealt with athletes, uh, he's dealt with all types of different athletes, a lot of NHL guys and everything else. But he says every single one of those athletes has a time where they run into adversity and it's not clear if they're going to make it right. They get cut from a team, you know, some coach that in a higher level position or where they want to go to is like, hey, uh, you know, we don't think you have it right, whatever it may be. Someone tells them they don't have it. They get an injury or whatever it may be. And they got a choice, right? They got to make a choice of, of what to do. And he said, they pretty much are always like, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put my head down and go here. And you think that these top level athletes or anybody in success has had like a straight trajectory. And it's usually the complete opposite. The people who have achieved the most has actually gone through the most adversity and ups and downs to, to get to that point. Right. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, like a guy like a Winston Churchill, right, who was the leader of uh, Britain during World War II. And, you know, that was they, they very much thought they were going to get invaded by well, they did get invaded over and over again. Like the Germans were bombing them all the time. But, you know, Germany was trying to take them over. They were fighting for, for everything they had there. And, you know, he, he's got the quote, when you're going through hell, just keep on going. Right. And all the leaders here have gone through that. And so today I'm actually going to call on some of the leaders here to talk about what happened when they got to that point and how they got through it and their stories with that. I thought that'd be 
super useful. So we're going to start with uh, actually Miss Marsha here. So Marsha, how many years have you been in the business now? Six, seven? Six years. Six years. Okay. All right. So why don't you talk about the point where it's like you're at your lowest and you're like, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it here. What happened and, and how'd you pull out of it? Well, there's been a couple of those times in all honesty. Um, when I first started out, I did it because we needed the money. Um, my husband's business wasn't doing as well. And we had two kids that had cystic fibrosis and they'd have like three hour doctor's appointments. And you can't, you can't miss that kind of work and still have a job. So um, I got this job and I'm like, I'm going to make this work. And, you know, I was doing what I could, but it's all brand new. And I'm still dealing with kids that are being hospitalized and all that. And my husband's like, you need to quit this. This just isn't working. And I said, you know what? I don't need to quit this because this, this works. There's people walking across that stage. They're doing it. And I know I can do it. And so I'd make a sale or two and be like, okay. And then, you know, if a chargeback came, you know, it was like, ah. But what I realized is I can get caught up in everything that's going on and just be a wreck, you know, or I could go, you know what? Stuff happens. And I put that in that little box and I might go to those people's door. I would just be me. And I didn't let my troubles be like a backpack. And when I did that and I realized, you know what? If I get a chargeback letter or you know, something like that, you know, a deal I thought was going to go through gets declined or whatever. I can be sad about it for about 10 seconds, but realistically, if I just keep working, if I keep making dials, if I don't stop, then I get beyond it. It's when I get sad and, oh, I can't do that. And I make dials. Then you get that, that, you know, that bad effect. It's kind of like if you're in a spin class and it's really hard, you're like really working. You don't get off the bike and go, you know what, this is shit, I'm done. You 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 keep going and you push through and it's the same thing. So you got a chargeback, big deal. There's somebody else that needs you. Keep going. Make the call. Pick it up. Do it. And then when you have that attitude, like, you know what, there's someone who needs me. That's just a little thing. Sometimes you can turn them around, but you don't cry in your cups. That's just being a whiny baby and it doesn't solve anything. You're still not helping your people. So, yeah. Do I still have health issues with my family? Yeah. My boy was in the hospital in ICU for over a week and it's it's been two weeks now and he's almost going to go home. But have you seen me still producing? Yes, you have. Because you know what? Life goes on. You're either going to let it hang you or you're going to just get her done. And and so I voted for get her done. Um, yeah. It's not that if something you, you have a deal go sideways, okay, you might get sad for a second, but then you know what? Pick it up and move on because somebody needs you. That's it. All right. Thank you, Ms. Marshall. So I don't know if you guys heard that. She's had a son over the last two weeks that's been in ICU. None of you would have known it. Right. She just kept on going. Right. So that's there. Uh, so the next person I'm going to call on here is Dr. Lee. So Dr. Lee. Uh, so you've actually been in this business a real long time. How many years have you been in the business? This will make my 21st year, actually. All right, you're at your drinking age now in the business, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, 21 years in the business. All right. How many times have you wanted to quit? Uh, probably a better a better question would probably be how many times did I quit? 
Okay. Uh, All right. Go on. I'm gonna let you take it. Go. Go from there. Yeah. So. So you once again. I came in during a time that was nothing like what it looks like today, right? So we didn't have the luxuries that you guys have today. We had a limited amount of leads that we could access. Um, and then even when I came into business, I didn't have money for leads. Um, we didn't have cell phones. We we were we were grinding the best way we knew how. So I, I might. If I were lucky, have access to five leads a week with the organization that I was with, and 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 the guy that 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 brought me in, he was he was a certified crazy guy, so that didn't help things. So I mean, I didn't have a person that could coach me with sanity because this guy. I mean, when I tell you guys this guy was crazy, he he was literally crazy. Um, we he would literally he he lived on a lake, and in December he would go out there and you know. Watch this is when we're supposed to be having a meeting would literally take his clothes off and go just jump in the lake naked while we're having like he was he was really off his rocker. So more of the story. I didn't have any stability. I didn't have any real guidance to help me get through this things. Leads were not at a premium. So at this time, I'm talking to any and everybody that I could, getting absolutely nothing. And, and that's during part of the time frame when I really, really, really started working on myself. Um, because I knew in order, in order for me to make it through that storm, I was going to have to work on me because I had I had everything against me. So I didn't have leads, I didn't have mentor, I didn't have money for leads on top of that. Um, I was struggling and I, and I probably struggled handily for my first five years easily just because I didn't have leads. So I was probably one of those folks. And mind you, it wasn't that I was bad at it because I did a, a great job when I spoke to people. The problem was I didn't have people to talk to. So that, that was my biggest adversity is having people to talk to because I didn't have the lead system that we have today. Uh, we definitely have a CRM. And we barely had cell phones because in 2001, we had cell phones, but we didn't have really like text messages on cell phones until like 2003, 2004. Believe it or not, cell phones initially came without text messages. So, um, I mean, but it's been a grind. But but here's what happened, guys. Um, I, I really started working on me and I went on this 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 journey to become mentally tough because kind of like Marsha said, I saw that there were people in the company that were making money. And I said to myself, there's no way in the world this person can do it and I can't do it. So as I continued to work on myself and I got mentors and I started just working and working and working, I started finding a little bit of a little bit more consistency. Um, and, and then to be honest with you, though, guys, the real consistency for me didn't really come until around. 2015, um, when I joined another company similar to here that will remain nameless, that we really had access to leads for it. And, and that's when things really turned around for me is when we actually had access to leads. And this is actually, um, uh, and we had leadership and they, they allowed us to build a team and all these other things started happening. So um, once I got to this particular point in time in my life, now I'm, I'm much older because it's 2015, right? Um, I get to that point and, and now I'm seeing like 
really large success. And, and now we've got leads. So my thing was, I have access to leads. What can I do with leads? And, and that's when I really caught the fire. And not only was I now in the insurance business, but because I could see, so I could, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel, it at the insurance industry got into me. And then what really catapulted that thing is the year after I got in, my brother passed away in 2016. So after he passed away, it made me realize for real, for real, how important life insurance was, because now I lost like somebody that was just really, really close to me. And then a couple of years after that, uh, my mother passed. And, and then that really hit me kind of hard because now two of the closest people to me had passed away and I had to decide whether I, was I going to go into a shell and be depressed or was I going to say, you know what, I'm going to let this be my reason to fight and be on a crusade. And, and I got on the crusade train because it just made it more important for me to really protect people because I understood, I truly now understood the pain that you, you feel when you lose a sibling or a parent or a child, God forbid. But but my, my thing is, and, and you hear me guys talk to you about this all the time, but now I had a choice. I can either allow my clients to grieve or I can allow them to grieve and at least have an understanding that this person thought enough about them to leave behind this plan. So that was my 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 claim to fame. So that's why you always hear me talk about that. What we do is so vitally important, and that drives me because I know that without us, these people they're going to grieve regardless, folks. I was grieving, and I promise you, I was grieving hard because I took care of my mother for twenty six years after getting out of the military. So it was so tough because she was almost like my child as well, and losing her, I had to find a way to push on. But more importantly, I just wanted to make sure when people felt that pain, that they had something to grab onto and know that $100,000, $300,000, it does not make the pain go away. And in no shape, form or fashion does it make the pain go away. But it does let you know that that person was thinking about you. And that's what I want to leave behind to that child. That's what I want to leave behind to that spouse. I want to leave behind the fact that this person was thinking about me and they left me in a better position now that they're gone. And it gives you something and it allows, it's, it's, it's just a different emotion that overtakes a person when you, when, when that person passes away and you can sit back at night knowing that this person just thought so much of you to leave that money behind to you. And, and guys, it just, it drives me. It drove me then. And it still drives me to this very day and and that's why i push forward because i i could have quit I, I and there's a lot of times i should have quit and I, I tell you a lot of times you guys are going to want to quit but i'll tell you don't quit because somebody needs you and you never know who it is and and, and when i got on the bandwagon to really really helping people which is why you hear me preach that so much we're here to help things change everything changed internally so um i didn't quit i'm still here 21 years later and I'm not going anywhere until another 21 years. All right. Thank you, Mr. Lee. All right. And then, Robert, so you've been six years in business now? I think it's going to be six years in a couple of weeks. 
Okay. All right. Six years in a couple of weeks. All right. So, you know, obviously you've seen a thing or two, <laughs> We've, you know, and uh, been through a thing or two at this point. Um, what was the point where you're like, I don't know. And then you, you just, you did something and, and now you're here. So what, what was your breaking point if you had one? Yeah. So I think there were three different kind of like key points for, for Black Swan Agency. So let me just cover each one of them quickly. I think the first one, you know, when I started long, long time ago, six years ago, long before TikTok did not even exist back then, we used to have this thing called paper applications. And hopefully I'm giving PTSD for some of you people. I lasted on them for like month and a half. We had to transition into e-apps. But at that time, we were calling people, we were going to their homes. And you sit down at the kitchen table and it is like hunting in a zoo. That's how they even gave me that nickname, Zuki. But one piece in was what happened in June 2018, Gary. And that was really one of the defining moments for the whole agency, I think, because I went I on vacation in Serbia to see my family after 21 years. And I came back and I went from 30 leads a week to five. You know what you can do with five leads a week? Not much. Not much. Okay. <laughs> and at that point, it's like, okay, I cannot be dependent on leads on somebody else. We have to have our own lead system. And it took around 90 days or so, but that's how we developed the whole Beaver real-time system for mortgage protection. And the agency wrote over $8 million over the next five years just on that. But that wouldn't happen if I was being kept fed with leads. So it's kind of like, okay, you need to become anti-fragile. If it doesn't kill you, make you stronger. And I think that's what happened there. So this was 2018. In 2019, it was another kind of like a turning point because final expense was the hottest thing there, right? And it was a big push to go and drive the final expense. And again, Song is going to have PTSD, Marsha, Lee. These were little paper cards that people filled out, whether they knew or not. And you were supposed to go and door knock them in the middle of nowhere. And then you need to run a presentation and make a sale. Now, I'm six foot eight, Gary. My English is not perfect. And all of a sudden, I was door knocking the trailer parks somewhere in undisclosed locations in Kentucky. I don't know how I survived. It was good. I survived. And I still have it somewhere in here. It is like a piece of chicken. It's a chicken leg. The guy was making chicken. They call He called it a middle finger. So what he would do, he would take the chicken, and then he would just bend these other ones, and then it was a finger, and then he was selling that locally, right? Anyway, all kinds of crazy things. I didn't get shot. It was great. But I found out that that business was not for me, right? And, you know, we had to go and pivot from there. But what happened during that time, I was so excited. My whole agency kind of transitioned into there. And nine out of 10 people I had at that time did not survive. And it was like, okay, I kind of survived on the edge, but we had to rebuild it again. And then the biggest moment was March 15th. 2020 and the famous let's have two weeks to flatten the curve who trusted that scam 
think all of us did. Mariana just got her license two two days earlier. And I'm running in a field carry and I'm closing deals left and right. The lead system is, is going well. And I think I had eight or nine weeks in a row, I wrote double doubles, like 10 apps and 10K a week. Everything's smooth, man. All of a sudden, lockdowns. Okay, we can't go to homes anymore. And then I tried to do the same thing on the phone. And it was an unmitigated disaster because for the next two weeks, I had zero sales. And imagine that going from like the top to below the bottom in two weeks or less. But at that point, I was really thinking, okay, there's no coming back. You know, we are going away from face-to-face. We got to transition into virtual. We got to figure this out. How do we figure it out? I have no idea. I think it was just one day at a time. And I'm like, okay, let's just try try this. Didn't work. Let's try this. Okay, worked a little bit. Let's do a little bit better. And then we implemented that compounded effect impact. Let's get 1% better every day. You stepped in, you know, Mariana stepped in. There were a couple of other people that that came in on those OG days. And we literally went from March, 2020 to now, we are around 15 times bigger right now than we were then, right? And it's it's kind of like unbelievable what happened. But again, it was one of those things, if there was no COVID-19, I don't know if we, we will be on this call right now. I just don't know. We might have been, you don't know, but I'm I'm very grateful that happened. At the at that point, I was not grateful. But again, everything happens for a reason. You gotta go and face that adversity, and you gotta do your best to go and keep moving on, and keep getting better a little bit every day, and good things will happen. So there you go. So you can see top leader, a few of the top leaders here. Things they went through, things they overcame, right? You know, a few weeks back, we had Carrie Weissel talking about the things that she went through. But basically, everybody gets to that point, right? And what happens is, if you want better answers, you got to ask better questions. You got to know how to manage your mind, right? And you got you get to this point where it's like, hey, is this going to break me or is it going to make me? All right. Is this happening to me or is it happening for me? Right. Robert talked about you got to be anti-fragile, right? So when you go through that adversity you got to ask yourself that question but then it's up to you to decide right if you don't think this is going to make you know as as henry ford said whether you think you can whether you think you can't either way you're right all right it's up to you all right we can't do that for you you need to decide all right but if you decide to keep going you will make it right and then that, that's when it really comes down to attacking right you just go on the attack and you take that action right that is vital um, you know, one of the things is, is that when you're, you're going through things that are tough in this business, the best thing you can do is pick up the phone, just start dialing and you start taking action and guess what? You start feeling better. And all of a sudden, you know, Hey, you run into someone who's, who, who wants to talk to you. It's really funny how the person that curses you out, tells you you're the biggest SOB on the planet, whatever it is. It's usually that next call. That person's like the nicest person you'll ever meet. I don't know why that is. Right. Or, or like you have that a point where the person is just like, you just want to pull your freaking hair out or whatever. that next person. They're great. I don't know what that's about, but they're the, you don't get to go through those things unless you keep going. And here's the thing is that going through that adversity is truly what makes you, because if you quit, you just never take it to that next level. You will never make it. 
right? But when you keep on going, then you have that experience to look back on. It's like, hey, I went through that, right? I got through that. I have that reserve to go back on. And a lot of it is just skills too. A lot of it is just skills. You're going to keep hitting that roadblock until you develop those skills to take things to that next level, right? That's really all it is. And then I'll just close with another quick story um, about Oprah Winfrey, right? So um, Oprah Winfrey, she, you know, she's been pretty open about her, her struggles with her weight and she was trying to get into acting at one point and she ended up basically going to fat camp. All right. This is when she was like on TV and all that stuff. And she's at fat camp and there's like a track there. Right. And she's like walking around this track and she's like, man, doesn't get any worse than this. She's like, I can't handle this. This, this is horrible and all that. And then she's going around that track and then she just collapsed. She just sat down on the ground, was like crying on her knees and she's like, I, she's like, I just, I was like, I can't, it's just like, I just can't do this anymore. I just, I just like give up. Right. And she just kind of like released that energy and she's on the track. And then a guy comes out and this was before their cell phones. And he's, and he's like, Oprah Winfrey, is that, are you Oprah Winfrey? And she's like, you know, the, she was the only person on the track. She's like, yeah. And she's like, there's a phone call for you inside. And she's like, Okay. And she goes in to, to the phone call. She picks it up and it's Steven Spielberg. And Steven Spielberg saying, it's like, where are you right now? And she's like, well, I'm like, you know, I'm at, I'm at fat camp basically, right? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, he starts laughing. He's like, you don't need, he's like, stop losing weight. Stop losing weight. Because I got a role for you. And um, you're perfect the way you are. Like, you don't need to lose any more weight, and I, I want to give it to you. And I can't remember the name of the movie, but it, it was a really big movie. It made it, like, I think she got, like, awards for it and everything. Yeah, Color Purple, right? That was the one. And I think she won some big awards for it. The movie did really well and everything like that. But it's just one of these things, right? So she just kind of, like, let it go, let that energy go, and just kept going, right? So part of it, too, sometimes you just got to have a little faith. But you know, if you just give up and you don't keep going, you don't experience that. Right. And, uh, that's, that's the name of the game. So that's all I got there, but end of the day, it's a choice. Right. And you just got to ask yourself those questions. Is it going to make me or break me? Is this happening to me or happening for me? Right. And that's it. You got to make that decision. And then you just got to keep on going. Right. As Winston Churchill said, you know, uh, if you're going through hell, keep on going. He also said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, right? And it's true. Fear will cripple you. And if you let that creep into your mind, it's going to prevent you from taking action and, and going out there, right? And that guy led a country through one of the hardest things you could have ever gone through. So he probably knows what he's talking about. But with that being said, we're going to dial and we're going to fill up that schedule. So that's all I got here.